Hi everybody, welcome to a lovely coffee morning. This is Tom Warner. How's everybody doing today? I hope well. I wanna talk a little bit about one of the exercises that I do. I do this a lot with my acting students. It's a little bit of like a talking to yourself kind of exercise. And we've done a little bit of this before where we're kind of getting, trying to get ourselves on a rampage of feeling good or sometimes we're changing a feeling around and maybe we wanna lift our mood or something like that. But I also wanna talk about the talking to yourself when you're actually trying to get to the root of something becoming a little bit of an archeologist about a feeling or an emotion, you may notice sometimes that you're triggered by something that is very, very small. And I'm gonna use, I'll use an example for you. Um, sometimes when people arrive late to things, like um, sometimes like, my, uh, like a class that I'm teaching, or like if I'm waiting for somebody for the movies or something and they just show up late or, it's more, it's more for me with people who are habitually late and act as if it just is part of their makeup or something like that. Because um, I really feel like it's a dual-fold feeling that I have about that. Number one, I feel like they're disrespecting themselves and also that I feel disrespected in the way that my time has become very precious to me. And I, I'm, I don't stand around waiting for people. I get on with it. I get on with life. Life is short and I'm trying to get all this, you know, squeeze all the juice out of it that I possibly can. But in the drilling down of this, because I would just get so aggravated. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I have had work colleagues before that are habitually late and, or, and just move incredibly slow and even if we had to go somewhere together and they were late, I would literally be like, I'm going right now. You get in the car or drive yourself. Like what's happening right now? I don't disrespect people by being late for them. So as I explore this and have like the inner conversation with how I feel about that, you know, normally in our manifesting world, we're trying to give ourselves a positive view and maybe like be forgiving and remember the times that I was late and blah, blah, blah. But I want to like drill down and go to the root. I want to get to the root of some of this stuff. So that's like the shadow work of it or the inner child work of it. And kind of the first thing that comes to mind if I'm thinking about it with my conscious mind. And also when I'm having these conversations, like right now my eyes are closed so that you do not have any visual stimulus. Um, I have my earbuds in so I literally can just hear my own voice and I'm just sitting really, really quietly just talking to you so that I don't have a lot of distraction. Pretty focused because when we're just talking with our, with our conscious mind, our conscious mind can tell us the kind of stories we want to hear. But doing things this way drops us down into a little bit of a slower brainwave state so that we kind of can have a little conversation between our conscious, subconscious mind. and and. The, the, the bridge between the two of them becomes a little bit more malleable and I can actually start to source things without having a hard kickback from my subconscious mind saying, no, Tom, I don't want to talk about that. I have more of like a, hey, let's have a little chat here. Let's have a little talk, a little coffee morning talk. So as I go back to the subject of people being late, immediately feel disrespected. I feel like my time is, you're not valuing my time, I'm not important, and here I am waiting for you. 
And I drill that down to being respected, being heard. And as I continue this internal conversation, I think like one more times in my life when I felt like what I had to say wasn't important and what I had to say wasn't valued and how I have maybe not been valued in the past. And I see a distinct pattern over time with specific people. So I'm gonna be very open and very vulnerable about this. It's been like my history with a lot of the, the female women in my life who are in positions of power that they have many, like often, 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 I was invisible, I was overlooked, I was underappreciated, uh, I was told that I was too emotional, I was told that I, you know, I was kind of given my opinions of how I should be and how I should act. And there was just a lot of like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. So I really feel like that established mm, an energy of I, I'm not being heard, I'm not being appreciated, I'm not being seen, I'm not being understood. So as I keep drilling down in this feeling, I'm like, okay, great. So just the simple thing of someone being late to meet me triggers this chain reaction. And I guess if it's a woman, it's probably more potent. And a woman who's maybe in a position of power over me, like a boss or something, that I get even more agitated because it's just another time of being disrespected by someone who is or imagines that they are in a position of power over me. And then as I do this process, I just breathe a little bit because there's quite a bit of feeling coming up right now. I'm feeling quite a bit of tension in my chest. I'm feeling quite a bit of kind of agitation right now about this. And then I just keep going deeper. And I may, you know, I've done work with my, you know, I've done inner child work for myself. So my, the little version of me is in my mind and I know where he lives and I do converse with him. So I can just say his name and he comes up right away. And I can just sort of, the memory kicks in of times that this has actually happened. And I sort of go there, which is kind of how you work with your inner child. We have to do an inner child meditation in the next few days. We will, I'm gonna start doing some meditations because we're not, have not done any. So we gotta get going on that. Okay, great. My inner child actually kind of remembered me, reminded me to do that because he likes me to connect with him that way. So what I would do, and I'm gonna have a little chat with him and just, you know, he has memories of just being disrespected and not having his own opinion and seeing things that were wrong and knowing that they were wrong and still going along with things that were wrong um, and getting in trouble for things that were not his fault um, and not being able to change the way that he was and being, I don't wanna say being made to feel, but he heavily perceived that he was wrong, whether it was directly or indirectly explained, shown, verbally, non-verbally, that there was something wrong with him. So he was disrespected. 
he was shown directly and indirectly that his opinion didn't matter, that everyone's opinion over his was important, that anyone in authority, even if they were not truthful, were still right. So he was a witness to adults, role models, you know, people in positions of power lying and they were believed and not him. And guys, please don't, it's, it was nothing major. It was nothing major. There was nothing traumatic in that aspect, but it was still like, it doesn't matter what I do, I can't win. The, the person in the higher position of power is always going to win because no one believes me, because my opinion doesn't matter, because I'm unimportant and I'm wrong and I'm bad for some reason. So this is when adult me jumps in and starts having a conversation with little me and saying, will you understand now that none of that is true? This person was an asshole, this person can fuck off, this was just a bullshit thing, that person was insecure, this person was just trying to protect their own ass, and I can literally go down the line of every single person and how they messed up and what they did. And sort of hang on to the younger version of myself and say, I've got you. These assholes don't fuck with you anymore. And every time I go back and do a little bit of this, a little bit more of me heals and a little bit more of me understands why I could be triggered by potential things in my life right now. And the more that you practice this and the more that you do this work, sometimes it's part of like parts work in, in psychotherapy of just finding these inner parts of yourself that are sort of fragmented because you had to disown them because you couldn't deal with them anymore. It's all part of these little meditations that you can do and something you can do on your own quite easily. And um, after I have these little conversations, there's a greater understanding, there's a greater peace. And then I can bring myself back to the present and go, oh, great. You're not hearing me. You don't think that I'm important if this is a habitual thing. And guess what? You are not in my realm anymore. I'm moving on because I only spend my time around people that respect me. I only spend time around people that I respect. Uh, so my life has become about cooperation and um, exchange of caring and concern and love, not about weird people. So I want you to just see if you have any of those experiences, see what things trigger you. And uh, it has inspired me over the next few days to get us to start doing some meditations. So I promise you, I promise you, promise you, over the next couple of days, we, I'm gonna record some meditations. We're gonna start doing some inner child, some parts work, uh, some shadow work, and we're gonna go uh, get some deep, deep, deep stuff done. Okay, guys? So uh, I hope you have a great day. I hope this speaks to you guys and um, you really, really start delving into your true feelings and let's work on processing some of these things and getting on to better, better moments and, and understanding ourselves a little bit better. Okay, guys? 
Have a great rest of your day. I adore you, and I will see you next time. This is a lovely coffee morning with Tom Warner.